0: how i feel about the bells and whistles theater in the lesbian and romantic podcast and its future right now so if that interests you go to patreon.com/lesbianromantic and sign up for free and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind the scenes podcast all right let's get to this episode a quick warning
1: This episode gets pretty intense and has some violence in it. It is a special episode to me, though, and I hope you'll enjoy listening to it as much as I have enjoyed creating it. Let's get started. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Concealed, Part 36. Hummingbird. Previous episode. And President Lucas is expected to give a speech in the morning at the new sustainable power plant, B2 Station. Sit still. Awesome. Good boy. Go find your boss, Stucky. Go. Go, Stucky. Find L. <laughs> June 14th, 2061, San Francisco, Fire Blue Territory, North American Province, 09.35, local time. Excuse me. Louise grumbled. The woman standing in her path looked up from under her brightly colored hat. Her expression changed from annoyance to admiration in the blink of an eye. She stepped aside. Oh, I'm sorry, officer. Louise nodded and stepped past her. At least I look like a fire blue official, she thought. Without the bandana, she felt exposed. Recognizing her was easy. So much so, she had considered changing her outfit entirely. She had kept listing the pros and cons in the car for hours. That's how long it had taken her to find the B2 power plant. She had heard on the radio what time Al would arrive. The excited host had also mentioned a large audience was expected at the opening of the new power facility. That's when Louise had started to doubt if it was wise to keep posing as a fire-blue presidential guard. Maybe it was better to blend into the audience as a citizen? She would have needed another outfit, though. The biggest issue, however, was that she wouldn't have been able to bring the gun. And so here she was, trying to make her way through the crowd still wearing the fire blue cap and coat and firmly holding on to the gun. There were more people than she had expected. They were gathered on a large square in the middle of the new site. The plant itself was on the right. A smaller building stood at the front of the square, behind the temporary stage. On any other day, Louise would have marveled at her surroundings The plant was clearly state of the art. Its location, on the top of a hill, provided a stunning view of the ocean. She squinted. The harsh morning light was brutal on her tired eyes. She spotted police and presidential guards pretty much everywhere around the square. She wouldn't be able to keep avoiding them. At some point, She would have to bring on her A-game and bluff her way past them. For now, she would keep her distance. She studied the stage. There was a lectern in the middle of it, with a small seating area for guests behind it. A canine unit was inspecting the chairs. Louise thought of Stucky and smiled sadly. She pulled down the zipper of the coat. She needed some room to breathe. The crisp, early morning air was long gone. The smaller brick building behind the podium looked like some sort of office. Louise guessed that's where Elle would wait before giving her speech. She rubbed the back of her neck. Looking back up, Louise caught a young woman glancing over at her. A kid holding a teddy bear was clinging on to her hand and staring at Louise, too. Louise cleared her throat. She had hoped being in the audience would give her some extra cover, but it was doing the exact opposite. She was drawing too much attention to herself. There were about 20 minutes left before Al's speech would start. Louise couldn't just stand here. She bumped into someone's backpack as she began to walk away. Oh, sorry, the teenager said. His dark brown eyes flicked in the direction of the stage and then the exit. If Louise were a real guard, he'd be on her to watch list for sure. An idea popped into her mind. She frowned and pointed at his bag. Hey, you, open that bag, she commanded, sounding pretty convincing. The guy immediately obeyed, his cheeks blushing. Louise took a peek into the backpack, seeing nothing but a rolled-up sweater and a can of beer. She gave him a stern nod and moved on. People stepped aside now. She kept her eyes on their bags and coats. I have to behave like a soldier, Louise thought. I am one, after all. Just from the wrong army. She asked a few more people to open their bags. She kept her expression stony, her voice low. It was good to have a task, even if it was a fake one. It kept her from freaking out. She had come here without knowing if Elle had gotten her message. And even if Elle had found the scrublings on the bandana, would she believe her? Had Louise's message been convincing enough? Would Elle even consider what Louise had suggested she should do? Or was Woodward's power over her too strong? Louise would not find out until Elle took that stage. Just thinking about it made her hands sweaty. Not exactly a good thing when you're holding a gun and are planning to use it. Because she would use it if Al made the choice to let Woodward get away with this. That's why Louise had brought the gun. That's why she was here. With about five minutes left before the speech... Louise decided she needed to get closer to the stage. She started pushing her way through the crowd. She stopped when she was about 15 feet away from the podium. An elderly woman smiled at her, then focused back on the stage. Louise scanned the area around the podium. More presidential guards had arrived now taking up their spots by the office building and the stairs at the side of the stage. Elle had to be close now, probably just yards away. Louise briefly closed her eyes and tried to feel her presence. All she felt was a smothering weight on her chest. Would Elle look for her once she was up there? Would she recognize Louise? Louise? Would their eyes lock, and would Elle then find the courage to do what she needed to do? That's what Louise had been imagining would happen. There was another option. There was the chance that Woodward had found the message. Or worse, Elle telling him about it. Louise didn't think she would have gotten this far if that was the case, though. There were people looking for her here. Of that, she was sure. But maybe there weren't that many of them. Maybe Woodward had overplayed his hand. Maybe. No one seemed to be paying attention to her. For now. The guards on the left suddenly nodded at each other. And Louise knew something was about to happen. She lowered the cap to cover her face as much as possible. Four more guards came out of the office building behind the stage and headed for the stairs. The next person walking out was Woodward. Louise narrowed her eyes. Anger bubbled up in her chest. His eyes darted around nervously. His jacket barely covered the gun on his hip. Woodward motioned at someone inside to follow him. He directed the guards by the door to form a circle. Louise spotted El's curls first. She was surrounded by three men, all making an effort to keep her out of anyone's line of sight for as long as possible. Louise gasped when Elle finally did come into full view. She was wearing a tailored royal blue suit that fit her perfectly. Oozing elegance, Elle climbed the stairs, waving. The audience erupted in applause. Louise barely noticed the excited voices around her, though. Her eyes were fixed on the woman she loved. She had never seen Elle like this. This was President Lucas in full action. This was the Eleanor Lucas who had won over the hearts of the Fire Blue Rebels. Louise could see why. Al looked distinguished and yet approachable. She radiated energy that was both powerful and warm. It was an almost magical mix. Al was walking back and forth on the stage now, still smiling and waving. Louise pulled her eyes away from her. The seating area on the podium had filled up with guests. The person she was looking for was not among them. Woodward stood on the side, one hand resting on his hip holster. He was scanning the audience, looking for potential threats. Or, more likely, for Louise. Louise flexed her fingers, tightening her grip on the gun. Elle walked up to the lectern. Louise didn't see a teleprompter, not even one of those small, see-through ones. Elle's voice rung through the air, startling Louise. Thank you, Elle gushed, beaming and locking eyes with some of the people in the first rows. She placed her hands on the lectern while she waited for the audience to calm down. Louise thought she saw Elle's hands shaking, but she couldn't be sure. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. What a beautiful day to be here with all of you. The crowd started cheering with renewed vigor, and Elle chuckled, visibly (laughs) flattered by the enthusiasm. She clasped her hands over her heart while she waited. Today is an important day for our republic, my friends." Elle continued. Louise had to make herself breathe in through her nose and out through her mouth. Her arms and legs were tingling. Today marks the first day of a new, fiercely independent country. Elle stated, gazing up at the sky. You see independence is not something you gain overnight it is not won by a single battle it is a way of living it is something we earn by making brave choices every day louise felt goosebumps rise on her arms there was an electricity in the air a quick glance around her confirmed people were hanging on Elle's every word. I am honored to be here with you today to take one of the many courageous steps needed to build and to protect the future we want for our country. A drop of sweat rolled down Louise's back. The sun was high in the sky now, giving many faces in the audience a glossy shine. It was hot on the stage, too, apparently. Al unbuttoned her suit jacket. This new power plant is a bold attempt at reshaping the way we generate power. I purposefully say attempt because we still have so much to learn. Al pointed at the large building on her left. This plant is only the beginning. We will stop copying technology from the Global Coalition and instead start inventing our own. The crowd burst into cheers. Elle took a step back and applauded in the direction of someone sitting in one of the seats on the stage. Who is that? One of the scientists? Louise wondered. She thought the woman looked familiar, but couldn't quite place her. A sudden movement by Elle made Louise shift her focus back to her. Elle was taking something out of her pocket. Good thing we're using all this sunlight to charge those new batteries in there, right? She joked and wiped her forehead with a light blue handkerchief. Everything seemed to come to a halt for Louise. Her breath caught. She pulled the gun tighter against her chest Al was holding the bandana. She waved it in the air, let out a relieved sigh, and laughed along with the audience. (laughs) Better, she chuckled. She's going to do it, Louise thought. She's going to tell everyone. Al tucked the bandana away, and Louise snapped out of her stupor. There would be little time once Woodward realized what was happening. Louise had to get to Elle fast. My friends, Elle announced, this day will indeed be a historic day, but for more than one reason. Louise thought of her message on the bandana while she pushed aside person after person to get to the stage as quickly as she could. Woodward blew up the ferry. She had written through the speakers Al's voice boomed. As your leader, I feel a responsibility to be honest with you today. You truly are the most inspiring leader I know, had been Louise's second sentence. I told you this plant is an attempt at making things even better for our country, El continued. Share the truth and let the people decide. Louise mumbled, elbowing her way to the side of the podium with increased urgency. On the podium, Elle confessed, This is my attempt at being a better leader. Louise finally reached the row of cops guarding the entrance to the stage area. The crowd behind her had grown quiet. Louise pulled out the badge and held it up in the air whispering, let me through. I need to speak with Woodward. It's urgent. She got several surprised looks, but no one stopped her as she slipped between two of the policemen. Louise grabbed the metal railing of the stairs just as Elle started speaking again. I am saddened to inform you that I placed my trust in someone who chose to abuse the trust." The audience gasped, apparently sensing something big was about to happen. I made an error of judgment, my friends, and one of my closest advisors is trying to blackmail me because of it. I'll admit it. More gasps and anxious voices rose up from the audience. Louise didn't pay attention to any of it. All she cared about was Woodward's response. His face was bright red. Every vein in his neck was bulging. He exchanged an angry look with the man next to him. You see, I fell in love with someone many of you would consider an enemy, Elle continued. And Rick Woodward thought that was a reason to unlawfully remove me from power and install a government of violent radicals. Louise was already moving before she fully registered what she was seeing. She took the four steps and jumped onto the stage just as Woodward pulled his gun from the holster. Louise dove towards El. Every moment Louise had spent with Al flashed through her mind while she flew through the air. Her arms stretched out. She felt the force of the blow before she heard the shot. Thousands of screeching voices filled the air. She fell on the floor with a loud thud. From under heavy eyelids, she looked up. She saw bouncy curls and a flash of blue. Then, lots of guards surrounding Elle. Hummingbird secure! Hummingbird secure! A man screamed in the distance. Louise let her head fall back and smiled. Elle was safe. The pain in her chest was exploding in slow motion, the pressure becoming unbearable. Louise shut her eyes and let the darkness take her. This was part 36 of Connection Concealed. I posted an extra along with this episode on the blog for newsletter subscribers. If you would like to take the soundscape tour of part 36, go check it out on the behind-the-scenes blog. Not a newsletter subscriber yet? Go to lesbianromantic.com slash newsletter to sign up and get immediate access. Thank you so much to the listeners who support the podcast. With your help, I was able to create this episode. I can keep writing, recording, and producing this story because of your contributions. Thank you so very much. If you would like to help me keep going too by giving back, go to lesbianromantic.com support. That's lesbianromantic.com support. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye. Huh? Hello, hello, microphone. Did you miss me? I knew you did. Happy New Year. It's 2 a.m. Finally quiet outside after all the fireworks. Let's, uh, record.